super float. I don't want to be uh, set up. Splicket Abdallah here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Take us wherever you go on the ESPN Chicago app. You can watch us on YouTube live. Go to YouTube, search ESPN Chicago, click on subscribe, watch the live broadcast right there. And then also twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Chris Black has the night off. Tyler Rocky once again in for Chris. Hi, Tyler. Hello. How's it going? Good. I hadn't heard that one yet. That was new. That was on that's, my screen. That was cut. on my screen, and I didn't put it on my screen. I don't want to be uh, sat on. I don't. I don't fresh blame cut. him. Yeah, because normally it's just this one. Stuff and stuff in my box. We got Jake Cantu producing. Like I'm not a bathtub guy. We got Sean Graney producing. I don't have one for Sean Graney, so Sean's getting Daddy Likey. Yeah. Sean's, Sean's Sean say something. Cap. Yeah, Sean say something uh, that's going to get you on the board at some point. <laughs> well, well, I'm not saying that. <laughs> okay, there you go. All right, uh, let's talk Bears here. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you were on uh, ESPN.com earlier today, you probably saw the best 2023 NFL rookie classes ranking all 32 teams productions by Aaron Schatz. If you don't know who Aaron Schatz is, he created DVOA. Uh, that's why he is friend of the show. So I might be saying DVOA a lot. Uh, you, I would not recommend drinking every time I say it. Uh, so he goes through the top rookie classes of the regular season and how they have performed. Good news and also, if you heard this on Carmen and Yurko, I'm kind of repeating it a little bit. Good news, the Bears are in the top five, right? Yeah. yeah. Number five, the Chicago Bears. The 10th overall pick, Darnell Wright. He started every game for his rookie class, ranked 25th amongst qualified tackles. In pass block win rate, 89.4%. He also had above average run, run block win rate. They also have two cornerbacks, second-round pick Tyreek uh, Stevenson, fifth-round pick Terrell Smith. Uh, they were both very good. You know, Tyson Bajan, um w- was uh, undrafted, but he came in and, and won a couple games for the Bears, so he's uh, in there. Javon Dexter is mixed in there. So, you know, there's a lot of guys that contributed. Zach Pickens, Roshan Johnson, Tyler Scott dropped a few passes. But overall, number five. The bad news is, Tyler, number four is the Detroit Lions, number three, the Green Bay Packers, and number two, the Los Angeles Rams, number one, the Houston Texans, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how this looks. And I get it. Like, yes, you're, you're grading a draft class after the season where it happens. So it's not really fair. Yes. Right. And I think Tyreek Stevenson uh, had a very bad first half of the season and then had a great second half of the season. He had a rookie cornerback first half. Exactly. Right? Exactly. We saw that with Kyler Gordon last For sure. year. It happens. For sure. You get picked on. And I think that if you look at the Bears, they might be higher than the Lions and the Packers. If we looked at what Ryan Poles did as a whole. Right, These are just who he drafted. But if you remember, he traded for DJ Moore. He also traded for a pick that resulted in Tyreek Stevenson. They drafted Darnell Wright, like I mentioned. You also have the number one pick this year, a 2024 fourth rounder from the Eagles and a second round pick in 2025. They signed Demarcus Walker, Tremaine Edmonds, TJ Edwards, Nate Davis, who was fine when he was healthy, Andrew Billings, who turned into a very good player. Yeah. Robert Tunyon was good. And Yannick Ngakwe, Robert Tunyon was okay. Yeah. He was okay. He was okay. And Yannick really Ngakwe much, yeah. was good until he was right. hurt, right? Especially once Montez Sweat got there. And then, absolutely, you traded for Montez Sweat, and you didn't hang on. What I, One thing I give Ryan Poles credit for, and any GM, really, and you saw this a lot with uh, when Theo was, was with the Cubs, is not afraid to admit when you've messed up. Mm-hmm. Getting rid of Chase Claypool was an absolute must. You swung, you missed, 
and you got rid of him. Yeah. And you could have rode that out the oh, rest the of the season, season and then you lost him for nothing. He was a problem in the locker room. He wasn't getting along. He didn't want to be there. You got rid of him, right? And look what he's done for the Dolphins. Nothing. Okay? It's the Chase Claypool effect. Absolutely. Like you've seen everywhere he's gone. Absolutely. Losing. So when you put all of those all of those moves in, I think that Ryan Poles has done a pretty good job I this year. At, and I look at it too. Like when I look at these draft class I look at, okay, what's the longevity of some of this stuff? Like, we know what running backs are in this league now, yeah. right? Like, Clyde Edwards-Lair just said today he's going to nursing school right now. He's in nursing school right mm-hmm. now. Like, that's just life as a running back in the NFL right now. And Jameer Gibbs, okay, he's Jameer Gibbs was fantastic. He was better than B. John Robinson this year. He was the best running back, rookie running back that we saw this yeah. year, mm-hmm. right? Him and Kyron Williams. Like, those two, he's great, but how long is he going to be great for? Yeah. The, the purpose of the draft, especially in the first round, is you want to find guys that are going to be 10-year starters yeah. for your football team. And you look at the first-round pick that the Bears had. Darnell Wright. Wright. Yep. Looking like he's going to be a, a 10-year starter. Um, I, I look at what the Packers have here, like impact positions that they hit on. Like Lucas Van Ness looks like a good good hit so far mm-hmm. at the edge spot. You look at a couple receivers with Wicks and Reed and the tight ends, Musgrave and Kraft, like those are important positions and it looks like they hit on those. Um, but if you look at the Lions, like you've got a running back and then an off-ball linebacker in the first round. Laporta's a stud and, and at yeah. a critical position too. Oh, yeah. Brian Branch had himself a nice season as well. Um, but you look at overall what the Bears, what they have hit on so far, like Darnell Wright feels like a hit so far. Yeah, Tyreek Stevenson, Feels like a hit so far. And then we'll see what the final results and the final polling is on Jervon Dexter and Zach Pickens for their careers. But I'd imagine one of them's at least going to be on this team for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. And then so and looking at Ryan Poles, going back to his first year, obviously traded Khalil Mack for what ended up being Jaquan Brisker. Good mm-hmm. pick. Right. Yeah. Um, and obviously these getting rid of these guys was clearing off money. OK, you traded Robert Quinn. You traded Roquan Smith away. You know, those turned into players as well. Like Tyler, basically you traded Robert Quinn for Tyler Scott. Like that's not we'll see. But you needed to get rid of the money. Yeah. Like you needed to get rid of the dead money. You traded for Chase Claypool. Obvious miss. You signed Justin Jones who's a free agent now. But for a two year deal, he was pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, and then obviously the big swing and miss, like we mentioned, was Chase Claypool in that draft class. Didn't have a first-round pick because of the trade-up for Justin Fields Mm -hmm. from Ryan Pace. And then in the second round, you got Kyler Gordon, good player, I would say. Jaquan Brisker, great player, Mm -hmm. I would say. Third round, Vilas Jones, not good. Bad pick. Mm -hmm. But so far, like if we're looking at it, two misses. Two like absolute misses that we can say right now. Because you can't really judge a class until there's a few years out. So Vilas was a miss. Claypool was a miss. Braxton Jones has been a very good... He's been a good player. He's a starter. Yeah, he's a starter. He was healthy all of last year. He missed a few games this year, but for the most part, he is serviceable. Do you need to upgrade? Sure. If that was the only position of need, if you were like, really, the only thing we need to improve is left tackle, then fine. But I think you can get by with Braxton Jones. Dominique Robinson has been a decent player. Doug Kramer in and out, you know, Trenton Gill in the seventh round. Good punter. (laughs) Actually, (laughs) not a good punter. Really? Have you seen? I feel like he's a decent punter, though. Have you seen um, there's the, the uh, what's it? It's a site called Puntalytics. I'm not looking up Puntalytics. Puntalytics has you. him as the worst punter in football. Really? Yes. I thought he was a decent punter. Maybe it's just a volume thing. All right. He punts a lot. And he, <laughs> does, he does punt a lot. So we're, you're getting value there for a seventh yes. round pick. So my question to you is this. Ryan Poles had his, has his biggest decision of his career coming up. 
Sticking with Matt Eberflus was a pretty big one. But I do believe that if Matt Eberflus is fired next year, that Ryan Pohl still gets another shot at, dra- at signing a head coach, mm-hmm. right? As selecting a head coach. But this decision that he has coming up on April 24th, what to do with the first overall pick and what to do with Justin Fields is going to be the biggest of his career and will absolutely shape his career and what he will be known by. Because it, right now, he's kind of known as the guy that passed on C.J. Stroud. If you're the guy that passes on C.J. Stroud, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jane Daniels, whoever, you're not going to live that down, right? Like right. Ryan Pace was the guy that passed on Patrick Mahomes. He's never going to live that down. If you're the guy that does take them and they're a bust and Justin Fields goes on to flourish somewhere else, you're the guy that traded Justin Fields instead of building mm-hmm. around him, right? So at 312-332-3776, ahead of his biggest test for, for Ryan Poles, what grade would you give him so far as GM of the Bears? And I would put everything into it. Retaining Matt Eberflus when this is the greatest crop of free agent coaches that we've seen in a long time. We don't know what he's going to do with the first pick. You can say passing on C.J. Stroud last year. You know, acquiring what they have now, bypassing on him has to come into effect. 312-332-3776. What's your grade for Ryan Poles as we sit here on January 17th, 2024. I would give him a B plus right now. Okay. Because I think, and the thing that's keeping me from giving him an A is quarterback evaluation. Mm-hmm. Because missing on Stroud's a pretty big one. But you did give yourself an out. Like you, you do get credit for giving yourself an out to go out and find another guy. And it just so happens to be the number one overall pick in this year's draft. Or even the number nine pick in this year's draft. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you have an out now to go get a quarterback, and you do get credit for that. You have pulled off two, in my opinion, good trades. Yeah. You also, actually, you know what? I'll say you, you've really made four good trades. I would say the Roquan Smith trade was good, especially seeing how you've replenished Roquan. Replacing Roquan with Edmonds and Edwards, Edwards. for basically a, the same price. And getting a draft pick in the process, that's a win yeah. in to my me, book. To me, it is a win, too. That's a win yeah. in my book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Robert Quinn, Robert Quinn was never coming back here. He was not a part of your future. No. And he really hasn't played any snaps of football since you traded him. So, for me, that's another win. It's a fourth-round pick. Like, whatever. Like, the fourth-round pick may not work out. We can call it a wash or whatever. But the fact that you got something out of that for a mm-hmm. guy who pretty much has not played football since, that's a win in my book. So I look at four trades that he's made that are wins. Chase Claypool is a colossal loss. Absolutely. Second-round pick that ends up being the it was the 32nd overall pick in the draft uh, last season. And it's just like, okay, that's the one that you kind of scratch your head with. But what you were saying earlier, how he wasn't afraid to swing again. And just because one bad move burned you, it, it wasn't like he was making this mistake twice again. He just was going in a different direction. Yeah. And he decided to take another swing. And I think there was a PTSD factor for a lot of Bears fans when they looked at a uh, second round pick going the other way. We saw how a second round pick burned us last year. Mm-hmm. But he he kind of has like the it's like a next play mentality, right? Like on to the next move. And that's what he did with Montez Sweat. He didn't let his failures of the past, he learned from them, but he didn't let it prevent him from making a similar move the next year. Yeah. He made it, and this one worked. Montez Sweat, not only has he been super productive for you, but he's also locked down for the next five years as well. 
Yeah, I agree with you. And I think that my grade for him right now is a solid B. And I think I'm more leaning in the, the reasons that I give him, you know, demerits or whatever on this and like wrong, whatever, however grading on the Scantron mm-hmm. uh, is because one, the Claypool move, mm-hmm. but then I give him credit for the sweat move, but also keeping Eberflus. And yeah, not, no, that's part of it. And not and listen, there, he was never going to say, "Look, we did call Jim Harbaugh, and like we had exploratory calls, but we just he didn't want to be here, so we mm-hmm. decided to stick with Matt while he's sitting right there." Yeah. Right? It may come out later that they did or whatever. Who knows? But to have one of the best coaches in college football, a guy who's gone to the Super Bowl, a guy who consistently wins wherever he is, and then not only have him. To have Pete Carroll available, I know he's 76, but he's yeah. still got it, right? He doesn't, he doesn't act 76. No, he absolutely <laughs> does not. Uh, Bill Belichick, who, if he doesn't want personnel control, then you probably mm. should have taken a swing at well, him. Well, the other thing, too, is uh, the rumors that we hear now with Belichick is that he wants to land himself in a favorable spot. Yeah. Bears were a damn favorable spot. Absolutely. Like, look, at the, look at the teams he's interviewed with, right? Like. He he's probably gonna find himself. Who knows? Maybe the Falcons are, are where he ends up with. But if he came in here with an already made defense, just a couple tweaks on defense, you add another edge rusher through the draft, you add a safety because Eddie Jackson's probably not going to be here. You can find a three technique, but for the most part, this was a top ten defense. This was a top mm-hmm. five def- defense down the stretch. Down the stretch, mm-hmm. yeah. According to DVOA, drink. So I give him. A B, and I'm waiting the coach a lot because, okay. especially if I'm thinking that they move on from Fields, and then you're bringing in another quarterback with the chance that you're just going to end up firing Eberflus at the end of next year anyway. Like if they only win seven games again, that's a failure. Yes, the way they ended the season and turned this around, and they found ways to win. Eberflus could prove me wrong and turn into this great coach, and he could have a Lovey Smith like run here where they have a great defense. They get by on offense, mm-hmm. and they end up winning a bunch of games and going to the playoffs a couple times and whatever. And I'll be wrong. That's fine. But there are better coaches out there. Yeah, You can't tell me that Pete Carroll is not a better coach. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that Harbaugh is not a better coach. You can't tell me that Bill Belichick's not a better coach. How about Mike Vrabel? See, t- I don't mind not having... To me, Mike Vrabel is Matt Eberflus with a better uh, press conference. That's all he is. And a better resume, too. Okay, but what quarterback has he ever developed? Ever. But like he had one dropped in his lap in Ryan Tannehill. Like Ryan Tannehill's not that great. But no, I know. I'm I'm just saying he had it dropped in his lap. Yeah. Like there wasn't really much flexibility to move in or out of it because of the contract that situation that was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like he's also a defensive minded coach. Like a lot of that you're going to let your offensive side of the ball handle, and that's mm-hmm. fine. Like, but I look at Vrabel and it's like, all right, he's been a guy who's been a one seed. Yes. In, yeah. In the AFC. Yes. Like. You can say it's fluky or whatever because they got bounced early, but like he's been a one seed, and I look at Vrabel as that. I think he is. He's a better. Lead. It seems like he's a better leader than Eberflus. And if I had to pick between the two, like sure, they maybe you you could say the same thing about Dan Quinn, right? Like yeah. I think Dan Quinn is a better head coaching option than Matt Eberflus. We know Dan Quinn's out and about interviewing for jobs. Probably yeah. going to end up getting one of them at the end of the day, but. When you have the chance to upgrade, I think you have to do it, especially if you're resetting on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, Let someone like Vrabel come in and provide some stability. Let someone like Dan Quinn come in, provide some stability on the offensive side of the ball because they're going to hire their offensive coordinator and like just align everything down the row. Yeah. 
And that's what you, you had a chance to do. Exactly. 312-332-3776. What is your grade for Ryan Poles as we sit here right now before the draft, before any free agent moves, anything like that? Joe is in Palatine. What's up, Joe? Hey, how's it going? Good. Thanks for calling. Good. Um, I think I pretty much agree with a lot of what you've been saying. I want to give Poles a solid B+, plus, but because of the coaching decision to stick with Eberflus and those great candidates out there that you just ran through, I'm going to keep with B. Um, he's done a lot to tear down the roster and build it back up with a lot of young talent. We have a lot of cap space and a lot of draft capital, so um, it's obviously going to come down to what he does on draft day um, for his future, and I, I think I'm going to offer up just a, um, what I think he's going to do, and I think he's going to trade the number one pick and uh, pick another one of those quarterbacks later in the first round or second or third round and then make the decision next offseason to trade either field or the pick uh, based on what transpires. Let me know what you guys think. All right. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. I mean, if the only reason, the only way I think they're keeping fields and drafting a quarterback is if it's later. Third round, fourth round. Mm-hmm. They don't have a second round pick right now. Right. So if you're trading that first overall pick and you get a second round you pick, pro- you probably would. And someone's available. One. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because once you get out of the Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, that's tier one. Then that next tier is Bo Nix, Penix, JJ McCarthy. Mm-hmm. And then after that, Ugh. Who's the guy out of Tulane? Like something Pratt? Yeah, and then I, Jordan Michael Travis Pratt. is in the draft. Yeah, he, yeah. he has a broken leg or I, whatever. I, I think you brought up those other three, like that next tier of quarterback prospects there. And like the way that the system is set up, is, and I think Lamar Jackson is the perfect example of that, but you're always going to see, if, you, if it's a fringe first-round prospect, you're going to see him take him in the first Absolutely. round because of that fifth-year option that you get with the quarterback, mm-hmm. which is so important. I mean, you get it with every position, but like it's so important to have it with the quarterback there. And when you have the fifth, like that's why the Ravens traded into the first round back in Lamar's year when he came into the draft and, and took him because you, yeah. he's a quarterback who you now have a fifth-year option on. And I think you would see that with with guys like Penix, I think especially with J.J., and and... and Maybe Bo Nix you'll see it with, too. Mm-hmm. But like those are the guys who they're probably going to, at least two of the three, I'd imagine, are going to end up being first-round prospects strictly because of the fifth-year option. Yeah, absolutely. Boone is in Oak Forest. What's up, Boone? Boone? Hi, uh, yeah, Park Forest. Oh, Park Forest. Sorry, man. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, um, I, I give Holes uh, maybe a, a B or B-. minus. Um considering how he flipped the roster and got rid of some big contact. And um, this defense is probably the most exciting since, you know, the early era. And, um, you know, he whipped on Claypool, but he took a shot, played it for Montez Sweat, and, you know, he come right in and make a difference. And what he did to, uh, you know, make the trade to get all the uh, DJ Moore and, you know, the draft picks you got, so... I mean, you're not going to hit on everything, but he had more, you know, hits than misses. So I give him a B, maybe B minus. All right, thanks, Boone. Appreciate it. I will say the the 2018 defense that one uh, excites me a little more than the one that we have now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that like that's, that's they set records yeah. for turnovers like that you'll never ever see again. I mean, they were getting comparisons statistically to the '85 Bears. Right. Like yeah. you're not going to see that. 
We're not at that level yet. No, no, no. They're not at that level. But this is to go from where they were last year and then the beginning of this past season to where they ended the season. Like that is a crazy jump. Yeah. To no, make. for sure. I mean, where they, yeah, even within the season. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go to Sean on the north side. What's up, Sean? Hey, guys. How are you doing? Good. Hey, so I've got pulls at like a really soft A which hurts me to say, but I feel like he's taken a test. He's done with almost all the questions and he's got the last one, but it's worth like half of his grade. Oh, I hate that. Because those. I think what, you know what I mean? Like it's weighted. It's, it's, it all that matters. It's the, the essay. Yeah. It's 100% the essay. The essay. <laughs> so uh, he's sitting, I'm feeling all warm and fuzzy. I love his personality. I love the defensive moves. Obviously a professional who's down to earth. And I think that's rare to come by, but, I think one thing that keeps me up at night is, let's say we keep Fields. How does it feel going 500 next year? Now, let's go 500 next year, but let's do it with Caleb. Let's do it with a top-tier draft pick. Does that feel a little bit different? And then am I angry at polls for what happened? That's all I got. Yeah, Sean, I think that's a good point. Thanks for the phone call. I think that, you know... I. I would hope that they go over 500 next year. I yeah. think the goal, depending on what they do, and listen, you're, you've got the number one pick, whether you turn it into two first round picks this year, a still, and then more, a multiple picks down the future, you get back your second round pick. They've got over $50 million in cap space. This is going to be a team that when their win total comes out, it's going to be around nine, nine and a half, I would say. So if they get to 10 wins next year, that to me is still a successful season. Oh, that's beyond successful. Like I think yeah. that you're you're putting yourself in the wild card race. You might, yeah. you know, depending on how injuries go, whatever. Ten wins got you in this year comfortably. Yeah. So I feel like ten. Like to me, that that's the the floor next year is like eight wins. You yeah. can, like eight and nine is the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. You need to be. It's a playoff team or bust. Even with a rookie quarterback, because we saw it this year. I know it doesn't happen very often, but we saw it this year with C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud was out there throwing to guys that no one had heard of before this year and making plays, and he carried that team. This isn't a team that was doing it with running the ball, you know, seventy times a game, and he would make plays and manage the game when it was appropriate. He carried them to the playoffs, and to that first playoff win. So if to say if they draft Caleb Williams or a quarterback at one, or even if they trade down and draft one at two or three and that's their guy, it's still playoffs or bust. Well, okay, I know wins are not a quarterback stat, but Kenny Pickett went 7-5 and five as a rookie. Yeah. And it's like when you get dropped in an ideal situation like that, you can win with a rookie quarterback. You can go out and win games. Like the Bears are in all likelihood going to have a very good defense again next year. Mm-hmm. You're going to have um, DJ Moore as one weapon outside, Cole Komet as your tight end, and probably going to be adding somewhere, whether it's through the draft, whether it's through free agency. You're going to have an improved offensive line in all likelihood because yeah. you're going to upgrade the center spot. You're going to get better in a lot of spots for next season. You're gonna, Roshan Johnson's just going to be another year in the offense. He's yeah. going to be another year as a pro. So, like, everything around him is going to get better. If you can't have a 7-5, and five, I, obviously he didn't play all, all 17 games, but if you can't have that sort of winning percentage next year as a quarterback, like, then, then you're having questions about who the quarterback is, whether you dra- whether it's, it's the drafted guy, and you're definitely having questions about it if it's Justin Fields. And I will say this, for the people that call in, and we're having a very civil discussion actually right now, 25 minutes into the show, there's no one's mm-hmm. been yelling, no one's been doing any of that kind of stuff. No name calling? No name calling. Um, to say that they need to keep building the line to me is somewhat flawed. You guys on Waddle and Sylvie talk to Tom Thayer every single week. Mm-hmm. Chris and I have talked to him on Bears Night in Chicago before. 
Like, this is a situation where even if they only upgrade the center position, they have yeah. to upgrade to the center. That's mm-hmm. a must. But if they stick with Braxton Jones at left tackle, if everybody else is the same, former offensive linemen, current offensive linemen, they'll all tell you the same thing. you got to let these guys play on the same line yes. for an extended period of time. It can take years mm-hmm. for guys to develop the chemistry where they don't need to do a lot of communication before right. the actual play. They just know where everyone's supposed to be and what everybody's going to do before they actually do it. And what, as the play's happening, they know exactly what gap to fill in. They know everything. It takes time. It's not just a, well, Braxton Jones is crap. Let's just plug in another guy. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that doesn't happen because Braxton Jones has been a decent player. This line needs time. They were at their best, and Justin was at his best when they were all healthy and playing at the same time. For an extent, like, stringing games together. Yes. Not just, oh, one game, and then this guy gets hurt, and then we're back at, you know, square one. Mm-hmm. They have to have time to play together on that line to develop chemistry. It's so hard to do, and it takes years to do. I know it's a different level of football, but I think the philosophy applies here. When I look at, in college, offensive lines, I like to try to find teams with offensive linemen who are in the same recruiting class mm-hmm. because they build that, uh, they're on like kind of the same arc usually. And a lot of times in college, you will see offensive lines who one year are terrible, yeah. regarded as some of the worst in all of college football, but they bring everyone back. And the next season, all of a sudden, they're just good. Yeah, I'm with you. When I see that a majority of them are upperclassmen, when they're all seniors and yeah. they've all come in at the same time, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh baby, that team's gonna win some games. <laughs> yeah. That team's gonna win some games. Over. Absolutely. Vince win total is in- over. <laughs> Vince is in Roselle. What's up, Vince? Hey, what's going on, guys? Nothing much. So, how are you? Um, good. So I'm gonna give uh, Ryan Coles a C plus right now. Ooh, uh, reason okay. being is so far. Um, I think the the pros and the good and bad moves kind of cancel themselves out. Um, now the DJ Moore and the the number one pick trade that's to be determined. So I don't want to put that um, give him a positive note just yet, just because he has to make the right decision here. Um, I think he made some good moves uh, in terms of what he had, the cards he, he he had dealt him from the Ryan Pace era, uh, deconstructing the team and and getting rid of the bad contracts. Uh, but I'm a bit concerned about uh, how he has evaluated the offensive talent so far, so, um, most notably the wide receiver core. And I don't know if this is true, but rumors were the, out there stating that the Bears were close to drafting Bryce, Bryce Young and trading Justin Fields. So uh, that's the reason I give him a C plus. Um, I'll give him uh, the benefit of the doubt this off season to get it right. Um, but that. As of now, I'm giving, this, giving him a C-plus um, just where we stand today. All right. Thanks, Vince. Appreciate it. I don't believe that they were looking at quarterbacks in that last year. I don't know. At all. I don't at either. All. I think he came in and said, look, we tore everything down. We didn't give Justin any wide receivers. We got to fix this offensive line. That's why, as a former offensive lineman, that's what he was brought in to do. And because of that, they, they were going to stick with Justin and just try to get the best possible offer, right? Yeah. Whoever was going to be in the offer, and he was adamant that they weren't going to do the deal unless DJ Moore was uh, in it because you looked at the free agent class, there were no good wide receivers in that free agent class this right. year. As far as, like, considered a number one wide receiver, yeah. you know? I, I do think 
I, I believe it when he says that he would have to be absolutely blown away by a quarterback last year and again this year mm-hmm. to move on from the quarterback spot. I think that's I, I believe him when he says that. And I think that was the like probably was a little bit harder last year to blow him away at the quarterback spot to move on from Justin. But this year, like I, I still think he has to be blown away by whatever quarterback prospect he's evaluating. Yeah. But I still think it's something that I, I believe him on. And that's why I don't think that like Bryce Young must not have blown him away last year. And, and C.J. Stroud, same thing. He was wrong on Stroud. But yeah. that's that's just the way that that entire operation developed. Ravi's in Naperville. What's up, Ravi? Hey, how are we doing, Jets? Good. All right. So I would have to give Poles an A- minus right now just because of that trade that he made. I mean, we haven't been in this position in a while. With Claypool, yeah, he definitely messed up a bit, but he he tried something. He gave it a shot, and, you know, it didn't work out. But at least he was working towards something. Mm-hmm. Rayless, I have no idea why the, the guy is on the team. <laughs> I, I don't know why he's still on the team. I'm, I would love to know why. And then my quarterback would be Penix. I mean, the guy, he snap releases the ball. Um, and I think we could get him if we still trade down. If we trade down, I think we could still get him. And then, uh, I mean, I feel like Caleb and Justin both have the same problem where they hold the ball too long. So just curious on your thoughts on that. Thanks, Robbie. Appreciate it. I think, yeah, I think they, well, you could trade back multiple times probably and still get Penix. Yeah. You could I, trade out of the, out of the top 10. I will say and though, get Penix. but I, the problem is for me, like he's hurt. He's hurt all the time. Yeah. When you're drafting a quarterback though, I always say never mess around with trading down and hoping they'll be there. Yeah. I, I like Patrick Mahomes was traded up for. I believe Josh Allen was traded up for. Like mm-hmm. you don't mess around with trading down and hoping that someone No, if you have conviction on a quarterback, you take them. Yeah. Some may, some people may say that it was uh you, you completely overvalued a guy. Well, guess what? If he ends up being an amazing quarterback, then guess your value worked out. And you, no one can crap on you for it because it worked out, especially if you get it right at quarterback. It's not worth messing around with that. Just take the guy. If you think Michael Penix is the best quarterback in this draft, take him number one overall. Because if you're that convinced it's going to work out, I don't care what kind of value you can get to move. Uh, if you think he's the best guy, <laughs> take him at the spot that you had. Don't mess around with it. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. What is your letter grade for Ryan Poles as we sit here before he makes his biggest decision coming up in the NFL draft? We'll take all your Bears calls next. Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitch at ESPN One Thousand Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Jonathan is at Humble Park on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jonathan? Good evening, fellas. How are we doing this evening? Good. How are you? Okay, okay. I've been listen. I'm a truck driver, so I've been listening to the to, to the ESPN 1000 for about I say about ten hours today. So, uh, does there's one thing? I mean, to, first off, I, I give polls an A, uh, A plus. Plus. Uh, when when. Yeah, A plus. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm doing elementary school grades here. So when when this first rebuild started to happen, I, I was against the whole rebuild thing a couple two years two two years ago. But I said, okay, 
everybody want to rebuild. Okay, let's do it. And he told us, he basically gave us the truth. I'm tearing this thing down for the studs, and I'm building it back up. And how you do that? You build that back up through the, the, the draft and free agency, right? So my thing is, if we if we uh, trust polls, do you do you guys trust polls? I do. Yeah, right now I do. Yeah, so if we trust them, and 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 we put all, all our faith in it because we don't have a choice, and he says uh, that uh, even loses his guy. Why, why? Why can we not trust that part, but trust him that he's going to take Williams at number one? I, I mean, you got you guys got to explain this to me. Well, Jonathan, I think it's because you have an opportunity to upgrade, right? Like, but, it, but I understand that. But what if Poles thinks Eberflus is his guy? I get that. But, upgrade or not. But, but you can agree with me that you know the guys that were available that Bill Belichick's a better coach than Matt Eberflus. That Pete Carroll is a yeah, better but he coach. might not agree with you. That's what I'm saying. Okay, but you and me. This is just you and me talking, Jonathan and Tyler. Okay, I, I, is I can Pete, agree with is that. Is Pete Carroll a he, better he, coach than Matt Eberflus? Yes, but I'm saying okay. that. But I'm saying, Foles is the one that's running the Bears. Okay, so we have to we have to go what he says, right? Am I am I wrong? I mean, I can disagree with it and give him a lower grade, which is what I'm doing. I don't have saying, to agree with everything that he does just because he's the GM I'm of the just team. Saying, though, if, I mean, I'm just saying though, you can't trust him this part to go get Williams, but not trust him when he picks his guys as the head coach. That's what I I'm don't saying. know if I trust him to go get Williams. He might not. We don't know what he's going to do. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If you trust him, let the man cook. All right, Jonathan. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Let's go to Tom's. He's in Glendale Heights. What's up, Tom? Hey, guys. So like, I'm just wondering, is Paul good, or is he just really, really lucky that Carolina was so bad and, and that we got the number one picking on? Because, like, let's say Carolina takes C.J. Stroud, and they're and instead of one, we're picking 15. The grade changes, right? I mean, you're not giving him a B or a B+. Plus. The grade goes down. Because my problem is, you know, everybody says, well, I trust Poles. And Poles has done some things that I like, but at the same time, he is keeping Ibisluz. He did miss on C.J. Stroud. That cannot be minimized. Especially, now he has the opportunity to maybe get a quarterback or maybe keep build around Justin and, you know, take us all the way. But the point is, if he missed on C.J. Stroud, that, that cannot be minimized. Plus, remember... If, if, you're tra- if you're drafting C.J. Stroud, you're trading Justin Fields, which means that at the time they were talking about him getting like a first-round pick last year for him. So, I mean, the, the cupboard wouldn't have been bare. So we, I don't, I don't want to minimize the fact that we did miss on C.J. Stroud. You guys talked earlier about, oh, well, he moved on from Chase Claypool. Bayless Jones is still on the team, right? I mean, he, did they cut him? Yeah, but Bayless yeah. Jones too. isn't making the he's money that, uh, that Claypool was. Bayless Jones is a very cheap option. And, and he still plays yeah. special teams for you. He, still, he plays special teams. You need, like, he might not be on the team next year, but as of right now, as we go into the draft, he's a cheap option at, you know, for special teams and wide receiver. And he's been really bad, though. And, yeah. and you should have probably moved on from him. And I, I get your point. You're right. He is cheap. Yeah, I get that. But, but my problem, though, is... I, I, there are things that 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 Poles does that I really do like, but you know, look, look at look at let's just say he he decides to stay with Justin, okay, and and with the number one pick, you know, maybe trade back a little bit, take Marvin Harrison Jr. whatever, and then you add offensive lineman with the ninth pick, and then you trade or and then you draft a quarterback in the fourth round. I don't think I would be mad about that, but if he doesn't draft a quarterback at all, and he hasn't drafted a quarterback in two drafts already, so. You know, and I don't want to. And, and the idea that oh well, he wasn't interested in drafting a quarterback last year. Well, well, why wasn't he? Because you missed on C.J. Stroud. So I, I'm, I can trust 
pulls a little bit, but I just, I don't know. He just, the grade has to change just because he got so insanely lucky that he got the number one pick. Now, well, right? I don't well, think, okay. well, Tom, thanks for the call. I don't think he got lucky. I th- yeah, okay. There's, you can be lucky and good, right? And I think he was lucky and good because heading into the season, I said that this is the perfect scenario because if Fields is good and the Panthers are bad, you can trade that pick for an absolute haul and you can do whatever you want to with it. You could take Marvin Harrison Jr. This is before we knew Marvin Harrison Jr., but you know what I mean. Like, you can trade it. You could take whoever you want to, right? If, if Justin Fields isn't good, you can use those first two first-round picks, wherever they are, and move up to get the quarterback you want. So if you needed to move up to two, if you needed to move up to three, you have a, a get-out-of-jail-free card. That's what that extra pick is. That pick was a get-out-of-jail-free card. Now, it just so happened that that get-out-of-jail-free card you know, uh, raised in value mm-hmm. immensely during the season because the Panthers were so bad, and now you have the first overall pick, and now you don't have to trade up if you want a new quarterback. You can just take one. I think, too, part of the trading process for Ryan Poles, I don't know this to be true, but I'd imagine part of the trading process is when you're evaluating all the offers that you're getting and you know it's going to include first-rounders for next year's, who do I think is going to be the worst out of all these teams next year? Like he probably took a long and hard look at a lot of these rosters that of potential teams to trade with mm-hmm. and said, all right, I think that team could be very bad next year. I think that team could be very bad next year. And that probably was a part of the calculus in making some of these decisions as to who your trading partner was. Yeah. And to say, like, sure, was he lucky? Yeah, like, you, l- lucky and good is, is right. But, like, every good team requires luck. Every Super Bowl run requires luck. Absolutely. I mean, Tom, Tom Brady... Is that that's the luckiest draft pick of all time? Oh, turn turn around the other way, the Giants in that Super Bowl with a, a helmet catch. Helmet catch. Yeah, like come on. Like I mean, every- if the if the 49ers go out and win it all this year, yeah. you think Brock Purdy being Mister Irrelevant? You think that's not luck? That's luck. That's absolute luck hitting on something like that. Oh, our guy, Derek's in Brooklyn. What's up, Derek? Oh. Yo, yo, yo! What's up, man? Brooklyn in the house. Let me talk to Bears Nation real quick. Ryan Poles took this job knowing that he was going to have to do some things and make some sacrifice, sacrificial lambs with what he did with Mac and Quinn and all that. We got that out the way. But for these Bears fans to call and try to throw scenarios in, his, in, in, in the mix, like, for example, the guy said about, oh, well, we made the trade last year and we got lucky because Carolina failed. First of all, Ryan Poles is trying, was trying to build around Justin Fields. So he, didn't, he probably didn't think – he was going to be drafted, have to uh, choose of drafting a quarterback again this year. But being that we have that scenario, that's a good thing for us. Now, whether he does that or not, that's on him. So I give him a B minus. I'm not knocking him from the Chase Claypool trade. I'm going to tell you why. You saw he saw a six three dude who had potential was not fulfilling his potential in Pittsburgh, and he took a shot. And Claypool, with his big baby ass, chose to act like a baby and uh, not do what he was supposed to do, and that's why we got rid of him. So I'm not really even knocking Poles for trying to make something better for the Bears. He's tried to get Justin Fields all the weapons he could at that particular time. Now that we have the chance to draft another quarterback, you got to let the man cook. But I'm not going to sit here and ridicule him about the decisions that he's made. Everybody makes mistakes, and he's learned from his mistakes because look what he did this past offseason with the moves that he made. Now the Vela Jones things, he got to go. Tyler Scott? That's still a question mark. Mm-hmm. But certain players take a little longer to develop, and you can't always give up 
on players after one year of them not playing well. He rebuilt the, the linebacker core. He, he rebuilt the secondary. Eddie Jackson's out of here. We're going to draft somebody to replace him, and we're going to have all this, this money. And Jalen Johnson, he got to chill out, man. All this about he want to be the top corner. Dude, you ain't do nothing your rookie year, man. You ain't do nothing, homie. You know what I'm saying? Listen, guys, I'm always listening. Love the show. I'm out. Talk to you later. Go Bears. Bear down. Thanks, Bear Derek. Down. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it, Derek. No, I think Brian Poles has had a lot of hits. Yeah. He's had a lot of hits, and I think very like everybody keeps pointing out the same misses. The misses are uh, Chase Claypool, Vales Jones, and then you can say he passed on Stroud. I That's like a half miss because he wasn't looking for it. And guess right? what? If Caleb Williams is better than Stroud, then passing on C.J. Stroud wasn't a miss. Absolutely. Like, and... and Here's the thing with, with Ryan Poles. It's something that I've always kind of thought with him is that he's going to make a lot of seismic moves mm-hmm. because of the fact that he has to make so many of them. When you tear this thing down all the way to the studs like he did last year, oh, yeah. you have to make a lot of moves to recoup and rebuild a 53-man roster. And that's what he did. So you're going to have a lot of hits. You're also going to have a lot of misses along the way as well. So it's just going to be, can you balance it in your favor where the hits outweigh the misses? He's going to have a lot in each bucket when it's all said and done. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. We have breaking NFL news. I don't know if we need the sounder. You know who I'll leave it to? I'll leave it up to Jake Cantu, our resident Cowboys fan. Should we play the sounder? Not a Texans fan. Cowboy fan. I can do it. Should we play the sounder? Yeah, let's do it. Are we going to play the sounder? All right. You know what? I don't think I have it on my screen here. No, I was going to say I can do the breaking news sounder. Do the noises. Do the noise. Breaking news. Breaking news. According to Adam Schefter, Mike McCarthy will be retained as the head coach for the Dallas Cowboys. We now go to resident Dallas Cowboys fan. Jake Cantu. Run it back. Run it back. You don't honestly believe that. No, no, actually, no, no, really, it's it's probably the best decision right now where they're at because with Dak's contract and the future of Dak, um, I know McCarthy has one more year left on his contract. Just kind of play it out, see what you got, and then um, if they do make a coaching change, it'll make sense more for next year. Make it go kaboom next year? I mean, we're guaranteed... (laughs) 12 and 5. He's had three straight 12 and 5 seasons. Guaranteed and then 12 a spanking and five. Dude, the, in the Commanders playoffs. are going to be better next year. So, I, I Commanders take, are getting Ben Johnson? Come on. I'll take 50% off on the playoff gear that I'll get and uh wear it for a week <laughs> <laughs> to go 12 and 5 in the season. So you're happy with this? I'm not mad about it, but okay. I'm also like uh, yeah. I, I'm fine. It's it's just right down the middle. Like what else are they supposed to do? Tear it all down? Yeah. Like, no. I mean, 
Not Jake, right I now. need you to rage quit this franchise right now. Yeah, come on, man. Come Throw on. something. I just sniped you in COD. Give me Stop your best rage. I media don't know how it feels to win a Super Bowl, so like, I, I'm, do still, I. I'm still trying yeah. to navigate my way through this, you know? I was called a boomer today on the internet, and I was, I was one year old. I was one year old when the Bears won the Super Bowl. I don't remember it at all. Each time around 6.50, we bring you the song of the night. I want to rock! Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp- ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. We go to 1994. Bush. Little Things off the album 16 Stone for our Song of the Night. There's a reason for this. If you've been listening to the station, you probably know why. Here's Bush. A piece of sky every night Loaded along and fur from right Spinning around through howling moons So I was there, whatever I do This song by Bush? It's called Little Things. It's off the uh, 1994 album, 16 Stone. Like I mentioned, one, it's an awesome song. And you can bring this back. I love Bush. It's great. They're great. (laughs) They're a great band. I love this album. This album's great. Uh, But also, callers 5, 10, and 15 right now will win a pair of tickets to Bush, the greatest hits tour, with Jerry Cantrell and Candlebox. Wednesday, August 7th at Huntington Bank Pavilion at Northerly Island right here in Chicago. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. at LiveNation.com, but you can get your pairs right now. Three pairs, callers 5, 10, and 15 will get a pair of tickets to Bush, the greatest hits tour. I love this band. This band's great. Like they, seen them in concert? I've, I have seen them in concert. They put on a great concert. I saw them way, way back in high this school. Is, this is the portion of Song of the Night where you tell us how blitzed you were at this band's concert. Uh, so uh, this was at Twisted 8 at uh, the United Center. Uh, my friends and I uh, were smoking weed uh, in one of the like exit stairwells. That, like, inside oh, United yeah, Center? Inside right. the United Center. Yeah, come on. Come on. And uh, right before Bush took the stage, they were awesome, as they are every time. Uh, he's a, Gavin Rossdale's a great front man. Uh, they're going back on tour. They're playing all their hits, all that good stuff. Uh, this is going to be awesome. I might I might go to this show. Because it's also got Jerry Cantrell from Allison Change is awesome. Candlebox, they got a couple good songs. I like Candlebox. They're good. But Bush is awesome. Have you ever heard this song before? No, but it's giving me big uh, MVP baseball vibes. Oh, yeah. I mean, dude, this is like, well, first of all, they're British. 
British? Yeah, they're British, I believe. But like this was like '90s rock, like full yeah. in. No, 90s it sounds rock. like it. Yeah, you know their album Razorblade Suitcase is great. Uh, we've played Machine Head before. We've played Glycerine before. So uh, I, this is my favorite Bush song. Little Things is my favorite Bush song for sure. Here is uh, your song of the night, Bush. Touch that dial because it's time for what dial? There's there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an. Ex- ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdullah's song of the night. Yo, later. We'll take more of your Bears calls coming up next. And Tyler, we got to teach these kids some manners. We got to teach these kids some manners. Let's do it, Boomer. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdullah. ESPN Chicago.